Welcome back to Black Friday on Fear, Realm's Horror Channel. With the store plunged into darkness and demons from hell on the loose, Bob, Tanya, and the other Mart Club employees are facing the threat of imminent death and dismemberment. But hey, maybe it'll get them out of actually working Black Friday, right? But first, a word from our sponsor. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm so loving Fred Armisen's performance, I just wanted to say. You know, in, in, in lesser hands, it could come off as cartoonish. But Fred is just so perfect for this character. It's like the role of Bob was written for him. There's a reason why Portlandia and Saturday Night Live are classics. But I won't detain you any longer. It's time to see what new horrors await in Black Friday, Episode 3. Happy Horror Days, listeners! Let's start with a riddle. What do you get when you mix? Four retail workers, three tortured demons, two sliding doors, and a possessed stoner by the trash bin. Why, the plot of the previous episode. <laughs> what? I like that punchline. And some punching's about to happen. And running. And screaming. Lots of screaming. <laughs> Now, we return to our friendly local Mart Club as Demon Drew takes an axe to grind on his co-workers. Oh, Drew's not here right now, but you can leave a message. I'll make sure he gets it. Kyle, <laughs> <Kyle>, go! <laughs> oh, better yet, tell him yourself. Drew squatted in a strange frog-like pose, his arms stretching to an impossible length as they wrapped around Marcy's leg. 
His jaw dislocated, and he lowered his mouth toward the screaming Marcy. Marcy! Tanya chucked the heavy-duty flashlight down the aisle and hit Drew smack in the nose. He let go of Marcy and fell like dead weight to the floor. Tanya! Drew! He's... he's... <laughs> Mark Club Shoppers, our Black Friday cinema specials provide wholesome family entertainment. We've slashed prices on holiday picks like Skyscraper Hostage, a Christmas movie, and Child Murders Home Invaders 5. Functional, fashionable, and fiscally responsible. That's the Mark Club word. Tanya, we've got to get Marcy's light. Bob shifted his grip on the plastic sword. Tanya slowly guided Marcy off her vest, and both crept down the aisle. The flashlight stopped spinning. The beam pointed away from Drew's face. In the dimness, it was impossible to tell if his eyes were open or closed. What are you waiting for? Grab the damn thing and let's go! Me? It's on your side! You have the weapon! Well, sort of. No, you're in charge! You grab it! You want to know what happens to the one black person in every horror movie? It isn't pretty, and it's not going to be me! Oh yeah, like it's any better to be a gay Latino in a horror movie? Fine. We'll rock, paper, scissors this. But we agree neither of us would survive a movie, right? Good thing this isn't a movie because I plan on all of us making it home tonight safe and sound. Rock, <laughs> paper, scissors, <laughs> go. Ah, damn it. Bob gritted his teeth, shifted his grip on the glow-in-the-dark sword and slowly leaned down to pick up the flashlight. All right, here we go. Drew's eyes snapped open. His lips turned into a twisted grin and he rolled over, snapping at Bob's ankles. Got my ankle! Well, so much for that. Tanya's legs snapped out, her foot connecting with Drew's face once, twice, faster than Jackie Chan after two gallons of coffee. Drew flew back and slammed into the wall, knocking over a display of Mark Club brand energy drinks. Run! The retail crew bolted for the front of the store with Kyle in the lead and Bob bringing up the rear. I think he's angry, guys. No, you think? Demon Drew hopped onto the top shelf. He was barely visible in the low lighting as he leapt from one top shelf to the next, moving twice as fast. You're not gonna make it! Speak for yourself! Bob's lungs burned and his chest ached. He was too old to be running from demon-possessed stoners in the toy section. Drew launched himself off the top of the action figure aisle and landed in front of Bob. Oh, jingle bells, my skin smells Ooh, like a rotten egg. <laughs> oh, what fun it is to sing a slaying song tonight. <laughs> Drew's wide grin tore at the corners of his mouth. He raised his fingers and Bob watched in horror as his bones grew through his fingertips, forming sharpened claws while he cackled like a madman. <laughs> there was nowhere to go. 
Nothing behind Bob but a section full of cheap made-in-China junk and a basement door painted shut. That's it! The basement door! He grabbed Marcy's hand, then Tanya's. What the hell are you doing? There's no time to explain. Come with me if you want to live. The trio raced through the aisle. Toddler toys on one side, stuffed animals on the other. The basement door loomed far ahead. Someone had put a three-by-three-foot metal basket full of kickballs in front of it. Bob let go of their hands to push it aside, but somehow only succeeded in knocking it over. Drew turned the corner. When the tidal wave of rubber balls came bouncing toward him, he froze. A sea of balls in blue, orange, pink, and sparkly black buried him. The door's stuck. Stand aside, ladies. I've got this. I don't think your box cutter is going to work. He's gonna get us! Not on my watch. Yeah, here we go. Paint on the door. Why? There. Now pull and hold the door. Let's go. Hurry. Didn't open it for us. Drew fought to his feet, crushing his bone talons around a bright red kickball. <laughs> oh, you'll be sorry you did that. Get it? Uh, I don't. Bob? Not yet. Drew lowered his head and charged through the aisle like a reindeer in a snow globe shot. Wait for it. Wait for it. And now! Tanya swung the basement door wide, and Demon Drew charged right in. Oh, fudgesicles. Adios, Drew. Jeez, how many stairs were there, Bob? Uh, he must have smashed his way through the last of them. Well, good riddance. You guys okay? Barely. Aren't you just a bunch of smart Christmas cookies? Up to snow good! Bob punched Drew in the face, his flight instinct finally making way for fight. <laughs> Our retail crew did what retail does best. Reorganize the stock. Bob, Tanya, Marcy, and Kyle secured the basement door using whatever they could find. Okay, what in the holy holiday hell is going on in this store? A combination bicycle lock hooked through the rubber ball's wire basket, filled with the heaviest Lego sets Mark Club had. That's as good as it's gonna get, ladies. Okay, okay. Now, what the hell are they? There has to be something in the procedure book. Zombies? Zombies don't talk, idiot. They don't move like that either. Hmm. I didn't realize you were such an expert on the undead, Mr. Believing in the Supernatural is for idiots. Everyone waited for Kyle's theory. Uh. Undead. Undeadish. Undeadites. How about ghoulites? Okay, you win. There's no rational explanation for what happened to Drew. I don't know. Drugs can really fuck you up. <laughs> Ruth. There's nothing in the book about this. Drew's face was all screwed up. 
just like the mannequin in the basement. <gasps> what if the mannequin in the basement was Richard? A cold, heavy feeling settled in his gut. It was all connected. The weirdness in the basement, Richard's disappearance, and Drew's transformation. I've got it. Someone put a curse on me to prevent me from bringing the milk home. Seriously, not everything's about you, Bob. This could be. <laughs> Guys, over here. Mercy, you okay? I don't think so. My arm, <laughs> I think it might be broken. <laughs> broken? They had all heard her crying at the end of the aisle and simply thought she was having a tough time processing. Marcy, why didn't you say anything? Tanya dropped to her knees and gingerly examined Marcy's arm. <laughs> I know it's a lot of paperwork. This whole night is a mountain of paperwork. Especially if we can't find Richard. Yes, about that. So when I was in the basement- Can it, Bob? This is a serious break. The procedure book says we should secure the scene and call an ambulance. Huh, fat chance of that. The phones are still out. The more you move around, the more potential damage you do to the nerves. We need to get this blended and get you out of here. Will this qualify for workers' comp? I think so. Uh, we're all still on the clock, right? You're forgetting about those weirdos outside the store? We're not going anywhere with them out there. Maybe they're gone. Do you think they're related to what happened with Drew? Ow. I don't think workers' comp will cover Drew's situation. I don't think anybody knows what's going on. There's a first aid kit in the manager's office. <laughs> the office? Screw that. We have them on the shelf in the camping section. Aisle 16, B-side, about three-quarters of the way back next to the mosquito repellent. I thought they'd be over by the pharmacy. Those just have band-aids and burn ointment. If you want serious first aid, you go to the sporting goods section. Everybody knows that. Do the first aid kits and sporting goods have splints? Uh, no. Then they're useless to us. We need something to stabilize her arm without doing any damage. That means a splint, Kyle. Those are in pharmacy. Uh, I don't think I can make it that far. Not there and out to the parking lot. Oh, I feel dizzy. She needs pain meds, too. Kyle, you stay here with Marcy. Bob, you're coming with me to pharmacy. Well, what if those creatures get in here? Or what if Drew gets through the door? Uh, try firing this. A, a freaking toy crossbow? What the hell am I supposed to do with this? The arrows have plungers at the end. Make do and quit your whining. We'll be right back. This program is sponsored by Factor. Hey, everybody. If you're trying to eat healthier and want to make your life easier, Factor's got it all figured out. Delicious, ready-to-eat meals that are delivered to you fresh, never frozen. They're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. No meal prep. Nada. Zip. There's 35 different options that change every single week. You can choose the calorie smart option if you're trying to lose weight, like I am. There's a protein plus option if you work out on a regular basis, like I'm trying to do. There's even keto if you want a low-carb option. There are also 60 add-ons if you want to make your meal larger, or you can choose a snack. 
it's completely flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Head to factormeals.com slash FR50 and use code FR50 to get 50% off. That's code FR50 at factormeals.com slash FR50 to get 50% off. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Bob saw his opportunity to tell Tanya his theory. Hey, um, I think I know what happened to Richard. Remember that weird mannequin I keep mentioning and, and the foxy boxy I found in the basement? I'm still trying to forget. Well, what if that mannequin was Richard? Before Bob could say more, Tanya stopped dead in her tracks. Dim light filtered in through the front doors with shadowy specks reflecting the blowing snow outside. Bob tried to keep from looking at the locked front doors, afraid window liquor would still be there. Eventually, he just couldn't help himself. He had to look. <laughs> the man with the fish hooks in his face stood before them, staring in. Snow fell on his bald head and immediately melted. The small space around his feet was also free of snow. He'd been standing there for a while. God, his eyes, they're completely black. What do you think they want? Our livers with some fava beans and a nice Chianti, probably. Seriously, Bob, supernatural or not, they want something where they wouldn't be hanging around. Something made them come here tonight. If 
we want to leave, we need to find out what it is. But first, we need to get a splint from Arcee. Come on. Bob gave Hookface one last look before rushing after her, sensing his eyes boring into the side of his head until they were long out of sight. At least the pharmacy has more emergency lights. Mark Club has a problem with people shoplifting. Uh, oh yeah, remember that one time they caught this old fart in an electric scooter cramming a bottle of NyQuil right up his keister? Right there in the aisle too. <laughs> White people are crazy. Bob, do you know which aisle the analgesics are in? Uh, I'll take this one. You take that one? Shout if you need me. So, what's the plan? We get Marcy some painkillers and splint it up and then get the hell out of here before things get weirder. No, I meant the plan to deal with Hookface, Window Licker, and Bonehead. You're giving them names now? Sounds better than the Monster Trio. That just sounds like a band you'd listen to. How do you know what I listen to? How can I not? You're always walking around with the volume cranked all the way up. Bingo! What do you think is better, acetaminophen or ibuprofen? Mm, the second one. You okay over there? Yeah, just trying to get this box down. Hold on a second, let me, uh... Here. Thanks. De nada. What is that anyway? A holiday gift set of Axe body spray? He asked me what my plan was to deal with your monster trio. You're gonna choke them to death with Kyle's favorite deodorant? No, Bob. Aerosol spray plus fire equals portable flamethrower. The choking scent of Dude Bro is just the backup plan. I'd grab a real one from the garden center, but it's on the other side of the store. Wait, we sell flamethrowers? We'll grab a Zippo from the registers. Hold these splints and gauze for me. Mm -hmm. What's the problem with my plan? Well, have you ever seen someone make one of those makeshift flamethrowers? I have this cousin in Tampa named Luis who knew someone that did. The fire traveled right up the stream and the can exploded in his face. He said the guy's face looked like the inside of Abuelas Tamales, even after the skin grafts. If we don't get Marcy to a hospital, she could go into shock or worse. I don't know how to set a broken bone, Bob, do you? No, but I'm just saying your solution is as dangerous to you as it is to them. Maybe more. Going in guns blazing is going to get somebody hurt even worse. Maybe even dead. We already lost Drew. What the shit is that? Bob followed her flashlight beam to a lump of glowing green ooze dripping from the side of a plastic-covered pallet. She tracked the flow of the ooze over to where Bob's Coca-Cola display stood, soaked in goo. Ugh! Damn it! Now I have to start all over again! What is that stuff? No! Don't touch it! You don't know where it's been or what it is! Huh? Oh, right. What the hell is wrong with me? Earlier, when we first saw those things outside, it was the same. I couldn't stop looking at them. It was like, like they were whispering to me. This ooze, it feels the same, but it can't be alive, can it? Huh? What? Wait, what's that? <laughs> what the hell is that sound? I don't know, you're the boss, you tell me. A strange red fog rolled along the concrete floor, brushing lightly against their legs, followed by a painful chill. Bob tried to lift his feet away, but there was nowhere to go that the fog wasn't touching. Ah, uh, Bob, what did you eat? 
There was the same reeking rotten egg stink Bob picked up in the basement. He pinched his nose. <coughs> That's not me. Well, if it's not you, then what is it? <sighs> Another judgment. A horrible feeling settled in the pit of Bob's stomach. The hairs on the back of his neck and arms stood on end, as if lightning were about to strike. Above, emergency lights flashed, sparked, and went out. Ah! Grab the med supplies. Hurry! This place is going to hell! See, the thing about horror is there's no guarantee that anyone will make it out alive. I mean, with Zombie Drew trapped in the basement and the store engulfed in sulfur-scented hell mist, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, it's only a matter of time before we lose more team members. What do you think, huh? Place your bets on who's going down next. Okay, join me again next time for episode four and maybe a little insight into just what is going on at Mark Club. Thanks for joining us. See you then. You're listening to Fear, Black Friday. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye. Black Friday is created and written by E.A. Copen. Produced by Diana M. Foe and Haley Wagreich. And executive produced by Fred Armisen, Julian Yap, and Molly Barton. Starring Fred Armisen, Brian Fairley, Tiana Camacho, Aaron Costaganis, Debbie Derryberry, Will Choi, Dwayne Hill, Alec Lawless, Alex Cazares, Jeff Shine, Chris Okawa, Marco Antonio Rodriguez, and Stephanie Shea. Audio produced, directed, and sound designed by Fred Greenhalgh. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Original music composition and orchestration by Hashem Asadolahi with digital orchestration by Andrew Rowan and performances by Pete McCann, Andrew Washburn, April Guthrie, Harrison Kirk, Joey Lamb, and Hashem Asadolahi. Original cover art by Annie Wu. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Fear is produced by Mary Asadolahi and Haley Wagreich. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton, Julian Yap, and Marcy Wiseman. Hosted by Pun Van Du. 
Audio editing by Felicia Dominguez. Original theme by Hashem Asadolahi. Featuring drummer Andrew Niven and mixed by Max Kuttner. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Fear by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm. <laughs>